Can you fly, Bobby? It's the Science Fiction Rating System. The podcast that aims to rank every science fiction film from one to infinity. Three films at a time. My name is Sam Draper, and I'm joined, as ever, by Chris Redding. Hello. How you doing? Yeah, right. And Alex Humphrey. Hello. How are you, Alex? I'm not bad, yeah. This was a week. Yes, so this week... <laughs> We went back to 1987, um, almost exactly the 30th anniversary of one of our films, um, and uh, yeah, we saw three quite different films. We saw Robocop, Superman 4, and Batch is Not Included. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, not much to say other than get into the Very, films, yeah, very different. Wow. Very different sorts of films, yes. Yeah. Diverse list. That's what it's all about. Um, before we go any further... Facebook, we're on Facebook now, much to Chris's delight, and uh, <laughs> you, can, you can get on there, facebook.com slash FSF rating system, get on there and like us and follow us, because we're that's everywhere. where you can see what we're doing, and on Twitter and stuff, but the Facebook's the new one, so get there and get involved, and thanks to the people who've been getting in touch, we've got some good emails, um, some that I've got to put into the future, because they have future episodes and things and ideas for stuff, but that's all good, it's all good. And uh, a special thanks to Colin, who has actually commented on every single episode now wow. <laughs> on the website. Um, thanks, Colin. But having Colin worked with him, help. I know he doesn't do an awful lot in the office. Oh. So, uh, oh, you, know, you ruined he's, that He's got one. time. <laughs> yeah, he's got time. <laughs> so that's enough shout-outs. Uh, let's get to the films. Our first film is uh, the film whose anniversary was five, six, seven days ago. July 24th, 1987, saw the release of... Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. Um, directed by Sidney J. Fury, which is a pretty cool name. Yep. Um, and he made The Entity, which is an amazing film. I love that film. I've not seen that. Oh, brilliant. Really great horror film. Anyway, he also okay. made The Ipcris File, which is also a good film. Yes. So, yes. what the fuck? What the fuck, Sidney? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, written uh, from a screenplay by uh, Lawrence Connor and Mark Rosenthal. And the telling thing is that there's a story credit for Christopher Reeve on there. Yeah. Never a good yep. sign when someone's got too big for their, you know, their boots and comes back. But anyway, Christopher Reeve's here, Gene Hackman's here, uh, Margot Kidder's here, all the, all the crew are here. What could possibly go wrong with the fourth Superman film? Uh, Chris, you've seen it be- <laughs> you, had you seen it before? You had, haven't you? Well, I started watching I realised I had, I did remember certain bits for it, of it. Uh, you tried to blank it out of your mind, is that what? There was just certain things that sort of... Uh, yeah, just ding in my head. Like what the, long, think the about, long nails uh, of the bad guy. That was just... Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's very strange. Um, so what was your overall impression? Funny. It was a comedy, right? Uh, well. <laughs> yeah, but was the, well, was the comedy you were getting an intentional comedy? No, it was unintentional. Yeah. Like, were uh, you laughing at Lenny Luther's gags? I was laughing at all. <laughs> there was a lot of good Fucking stuff. Lenny. Um, the, the story's a bit crazy, I think. Yeah. The... So many plot holes. I mean, Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make sense on any level, really, does it? Scientific. Yeah. No, so if if at home you couldn't bring yourself to watch it, basically, uh, Superman is, (laughs) he receives a letter from a (laughs) schoolboy, um, (laughs) that convinces him to disarm the entire world's nuclear weapon arsenal. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's yep. all it took, one letter from a schoolboy. Um, and Lex Luthor's not impressed with this because... Well, no, he's impressed with it because he wants to then... He loves it. re it and 
he has a monopoly on nuclear weapons. Is that what he's saying? Yeah, yes. pretty much. Him and Jim Broadbent. I like what the hell. I like Jim the Broadbent? way they bring. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jim weird, Broadbent. Weird that is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I like the way how they break him out of prison. That's good. They just lock yes. the guards in the car and drive it in over the car. The yeah, yeah. <laughs> a car that was ripped off by James Bond a few years later. That little manoeuvre of uh, controlling oh. it on a phone, wasn't it? That's uh, whenever it dies. Um, yeah, Lenny Luther, an awful, awful character. The title, uh, the opening titles are some of the worst I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, they were, weren't they? <laughs> Considering the very first Superman's titles were iconic, and I think that was a. These new ones look like a cheap video effect, <laughs> and I think them. Original ones were either really expensive, or they just took a lot more time over well, them. I think that's the um, that's the key to it. That the mm. budget for the original film was fifty five million dollars mm. in nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, Superman four had seventeen million in nineteen eighty seven. <laughs> so yeah. there's been quite a, a diminishing amount of a budget mm. available, um, and it, it, when it tells throughout the whole film, doesn't it? It's a very it reminded me a bit of, do you remember the old awful uh, Spider-Man and Hulk TV series? Oh, yeah, yeah. Had a bit of that yeah, about it. Yeah, it was a lot it? like that. Yeah. 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 Um, Alex, you're the biggest comic book <laughs> fan of the three of us. I am. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I love Marvel. Well, I love Marvel. I'm not really bothered with DC apart from Batman, but I did watch all the Superman films at the cinema with my dad, so, like, I do love Christopher Reeve, I think... The first three are really uh, good. I think they're good films. I like that everyone's back. I think Margot Kiddo's uh, Margot Kiddo's a good, um, uh, like a good Lois Lane. I think um, it's Gene Hackman's a good Lex Luthor. All the elements are there, but the, it's yeah. just such a terrible story. And yeah. they almost just waste Superman. They don't really. You don't really. There's loads of stupid mucking around with Clark Kent and like that stupid kind of farcical. <laughs> You know, <laughs> oh, it's they're dating. Oh, look, it's Lois. Oh, it's Clark. It's Superman. Oh, it's Clark. It's that's just dumb. I mean, there's so many times in that film where normal people would have spotted him changing into Superman. Like so many times, he does. He seems to change in public about ten times. Um, also, a thought that I've just remembered. I had when I was watching it in Superman Two. Doesn't Lois Lane find out he's Superman? Yeah. Mm. So why has she forgotten it? Didn't he go back in time and turn the t- world round or something? No, that's the first one. That is, right. isn't it? But doesn't he have a? He doesn't he seem to have a power in this where you ki- he kisses people and he wipes their memory? It's like a weird date oh, rape. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a weird date rape thing going on. Yeah, because <laughs> the way that bit when he's like, "Oh, I'm going to kill myself, Lois," and he jumps off the building with yeah, her, yeah. like in a murder suicide pack, and it's like, "Not really, I'm Superman." <laughs> it's like the most weird. It's not romantic. They're obviously trying to evoke that original weird poetry scene <laughs> from the first one. It just every yeah. everything they do is a failure. The bit in the um, the bit in the Temple of Solitude. Those weird faces when they're like betrayed, 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 betrayed. 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 Like it's so <laughs> Doesn't weird. The woman get like, dragged into space towards the end. Yeah, how does she? Yeah, yeah she should yeah. be dead. So I was waiting for Chris's scientific analysis of of all of this because in the so in the museum. <laughs> That hair is holding yeah. up a weight, yes. right? So yeah. doesn't I, I, I don't it. know much about science, but doesn't that yeah. mean you can't simply cut through it with some scissors, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Well, things can and have then, like tension, strength, and still be snappable. Okay. Yeah. All right. Right. But don't you think that the robbery of the only hair from Superman's head from a museum that's in Metropolis would have made the Daily Planet's news desk? Probably. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, no, so, no, so how does he not know about they're it? They're too busy like... printing the headline, Superman says drop dead to kid. Which <laughs> I love that. he didn't actually say, and I love that. pretty much slander. Yeah. <laughs> it, it does, it predicts kind of modern newspapers, it predicts the Daily Mail, basically, yeah. doesn't it? But like, it's still very, very yeah. old fashioned in the way, like, you know, when they're on the tube? Yeah. Oh, that yeah, is the That, that is the London Underground, by the way, as well. Mm. Um, yeah. Loads of it's in Milton Keynes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because when he comes off and he goes like he speaks to the fireman and he goes, make oh. sure everyone's aware that it's, it's still the safest way to track. It's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's still this very yeah. 1950s sort yeah. of uh, yeah, no, way to speak to people. Yeah, because that's that's trying about the comic, isn't it? The golden yeah. age yeah. Of, of Superman, oh. but it's just kind of lost in the rest. And of there it. are a lot yeah. of lines where he's talking to people, and it's it's not quite recorded right, or the way it is delivered is weird. Yeah, yeah. All the um, Daily Planet shots they've obviously just got like a mic somewhere up high haven't they and everyone's they've not done any ADR on it at all because you can barely hear some of Lex Luthor's lines like yeah. at the back of the the bigger um, environments Luthor and, so, yeah. and also how I didn't really understand how Nuclear Man worked in that Gene Hackman could seem to pull the curtain and he lost all his power but yeah, Superman. I don't know. It didn't. I didn't. It, it didn't. That made no sense. Like how? Well, no. It, Superman explained, didn't he, that he had to go away and be ill. And at the end, when, when uh, Lex Luthor's <laughs> like, "How did you do it?" Well, I had time to think, and I worked out <laughs> that his power might be coming from the sun. And then, rather than just draw a curtain around him like you, I had to be Superman and push the moon in front of the sun. You could yeah. just put a curtain around him. You've already seen that. So, <laughs> a bit unnecessary, Superman. I yeah. think really the portrayal of Superman is the central problem for this and that doesn't mm. come across anywhere more clearly than in his relationship with Lois Lane and the new yeah. daughter of the Daily Planet owner mm. where he seems to be... The way I interpret it was that he was so bored of human life that he was just making <laughs> things hard for himself <laughs> and just trying to get away with boning two people on the same date. See, that would be an amazing plot. If that was the plot, that he was so bored of humanity... Well, well, because thing, what, that what else, would make what could sense. The plot be? Because why would he go on yeah. that date? He's so, like, f- yeah. fumbly as Clark Kent, but agrees yeah. to the date, and then the same night thinks, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll get loads to come around and see Superman as well. Yeah. You see, know, it could have bored, gone down... <laughs> it could have gone down an interesting line, like the plot line of um, Injustice, the beat-em-up, where Superman could have just taken control of the whole earth because he's, yeah. he's disarmed everyone yeah. and he could have gone that weird like actually i'm going to rule the planet because i know what's best for you we could that rule the planet without getting rid of the nukes well yeah he could but that could have been the first step of him thinking oh you know what i could probably rule this planet and i'd probably do a good job everyone in the un thinks i would like that would have been an interesting plot line but <laughs> it just reminds me of this scene at the UN where that woman goes, hang on, Superman, you've got to have a sponsor to speak. And they all sponsor him, and they all put their hands up, and they're like, oh, Superman. Yeah. Wow. I love the I love uh, Lex Luthor explaining when he's got that tiny little, like, sewing kit in the, in the yes. bomb. <laughs> so that's how you explain how he's got his outfit out of the sun. Oh. Yes. And why does he have Gene Hackman's voice? Does he? Yeah. He speaks in Gene Hackman's voice, Nuclear Man. Oh, I didn't realise that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. It's, what uh, was wrong with Mark Pillow, which is the guy's name? What was wrong with Mark Pillow's voice? It's probably like a Darth Vader situation, isn't it? He's probably like a, a weird accent or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah to, uh, <laughs> From the West Country and they thought, oh, this isn't going to work. Mm. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, it's just, it's a very odd, not good and a very odd film. Um, which, I mean... The weird thing about it as well is that it, in some ways it mirrors the plot of uh, Zack Snyder's Man of Steel in that the last yeah. sort of third of the film is a big fight, isn't it? Where they're sort of going around, just fighting for ages. 
Yeah, which and that's not that bad. That's quite fun. Like, it's pretty boring though. They're a bit on the moon. They're like space <laughs> slowly moving towards one another. <laughs> yeah. A lot of yelping. And also, yeah. when Nuclear Man starts attacking things, and Superman lets him like destroy loads of people, wind back some police cars, blow them up. There's a lot of stuff, and then eventually he says, "No, that's enough. Come on, yeah. come and get in the lift with me. We're going up isn't to the just, top floor." It's just because he's got Randy for the woman, isn't it? He just sees the picture of her and suddenly decides that he's going to kidnap her. <laughs> yes. That seems to be the last yeah. straw. Like, and they all know that as well. They all already know it's going to happen, don't they? Yeah, yeah, which is strange. Um, but do you, do you know why you like you said about the budget? But do you know like that the they lied and said the budget was more, and then they slashed it without telling anyone? Oh right, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> Canon, um, Canon. It's this was on Cracked about. There's an article about terrible films, why they're terrible. But Canon Films bought the rights, thought they would make loads of money, said it was a thirty million budget, got Chris mm-hmm. Reeve back on by giving him story credit and saying they'd make his next film. And then they slashed the budget without anyone knowing, and slowly people started to realise there was no money, but they didn't <laughs> tell them there was no money. Well. And they slashed the, the running time. There's 45 minutes of deleted scenes because, okay. yeah, because they decided to make it shorter so they could play it more times in cinema and get more money. And they even at one point thought about making a whole other film out of the deleted scenes because there was so much footage. Wow. So yeah, it's a like a and and uh, Christopher Reeve uh, in his uh, in his biography. Where's the quote? In his biography says, even if the story had been brilliant, I don't think we could ever have lived up to its ex- expectations with this approach. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I think it's go. more than the story. I think everything in, everything is really. I mean, he's Christopher Reeve's still doing Superman well, isn't he? And Gene Hackman's mm. still good. I think just he's the best Superman. Is, uh... Yeah, but it's not saying much, is it? Really. <laughs> No, it's not saying much. <laughs> no, no, I guess not. Um, no, it did make me want to watch the original Superman, though, which I never thought I would because I don't really like. I Superman, actually but... went and watched a couple. Like you did, I went. Oh, I, went wow. I watched the original, and I also watched the uh, watched the one that came out a few years ago. The Brandon Roth one. Yeah. No, no, the one oh, oh Superman that. Returns. God, yeah. that's awful. And actually, the action scenes in that are much better than the newer one. Mm. You know the. The new one was too dark, wasn't it? And, and yeah, the, yeah. He actually yeah. did Superman stuff in that film, and they don't do that anymore in Superman films. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, that's he just true. walks around looking like he's pissed off. Yeah, mm. I feel sorry for the actor really who plays him now because they, they've clearly decided Henry Batman's Cavill. the star. We don't really care about Superman. So, I mean, he's dead, isn't he now? In the uh, to come yeah. back, come back to life in the next film. I don't know. I don't know. I think they gave yeah, shit he's away. Dead. Yeah. Well, spoilers. Well, no, he, he's definitely come back to life. But I, I mean, hopefully, there's a, I think I read a thing that he might come back as a more sort of injustice, sort of darker figure, which would be more. Oh, that'd be good. He would have his moustache, doesn't he? I've seen some photos with him on set with a moustache. <laughs> That's because because uh, Justice League's so bad, they're doing mm. loads of reshoots, but he'd already started shooting uh, Mission Impossible 6, 7, something like that. Right. And, and Paramount <laughs> have refused to let him shave his moustache. Mm. So they're going to have to digitally remove his facial hair in, oh in all the reshoots of Justice League. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah, oh how brilliant God. is that? Wow. Has he had to brilliant. paint it green or something, or blue, so it doesn't show up? No, no, he's just like on set, like Chris says, with a big full-on uh, moustache oh and beard. It's really strange, also, it's in his Superman stuff and in Tash. Yeah, um, you, should, um, you should Google a picture of Ben Affleck as well in the reshoots, because clearly someone, they didn't tell him about the reshoots, so he's basically lost... Any sort of fitness, and he looks all blotchy and 
I think he's clearly an alcoholic. <laughs> he's all red faced and fat on these like pictures. Oh, it just looks they look hilarious. Um, you think they'd have it like oh, in their contracts now? Because there must be everything in these contracts, these modern contracts. Is like yeah. don't hit the booze until we've fucking finished yeah. the film. Like just yeah. give it a few months. <laughs> yeah, it would help them surely. Well, well they've had a yeah. few months, I suppose. But you probably thought he's in the clear, and you thought, right, three months. I like the people who like were running the other film with Cavill and said, no, you can't have his tash off. They were like, well, it's easier to stick a tash on than there is to remove it digitally. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but tough shit. Yeah, he's keeping his tash. <laughs> diff- different, uh, different film studio. They don't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. they're like. Sorry, sorry, Henry. You'll be Henry. You'll be in violation of your contract. <laughs> yeah, you're stuck. Um, all right. I don't think there's much more to say here, is there? Um, Lenny truly is awful, though, isn't he? Lenny like, is Lenny, absolutely. Every awful. scene with that is so <laughs> like it's painful to watch those scenes. It's so unfunny. It's so unfunny. They've like dubbed on a lot of um, after him of just going like, "Oh, cool dude, yeah, cool dude," like over the top of yeah. him. <laughs> I like how he gets dropped off at like a young offenders school or something yes. at the end, like literally, yeah. and it's literally like just a clip behind the ear going, "Oh, it's yeah. just been, it's just been, <laughs> yeah. uh, what was it, led astray?" Like yeah. it's so yeah. like nineteen fifties, and it's like yeah, way of dealing with but- it. But doesn't but Lex Luthor only gets twenty years because he, he says see, see you 20. in twenty years see you in twenty years for what arming the arming nuclear missiles destroying, making trying a super to destroy dis- attempted yeah. destruction of the world yeah. of the world <laughs> twenty years see you and in not, twenty years it's not even his, yeah. not even his first offence this is the third time he's tried it yeah, yeah. and he's not yeah. under any sort of maximum security he's literally no. back in the quarry in a chain gang in a yeah. chain gang yeah yeah. 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 <laughs> But that was yeah. uh, your mate, Matt McDonald, wasn't it? One of the policemen there. That was Yeah, yeah. That was him again. Yeah. Wow, him again. Wow. He's made this list a few times. He has. Yeah. Yeah. He'll make it wow. again when Somnus gets rated. <laughs> <laughs> right, so talking of ratings, let's rate Superman 4. Um, uh, let's, Chris, you can start. Where, where do you want to go? Um, I think... Uh, thirty-six, just above Theodore Rex. Uh, yeah, I can get with that, Alex. I think below Theodore Rex, but only because there was some. They were terrible, but there were some interesting ideas in Theodore Rex and Superman. Yeah, is a waste. <laughs> well, no, but Superman was well, Theodore Rex was an original terrible idea. Al- Alex, Superman Alex, four is this is the clever idea of thinking okay. of a dinosaur who's a detective. Yeah, this isn't a, this isn't no, an original right, idea okay, competition. Okay. This is making a movie competition. <laughs> a competition. Okay, all right. I'll change what I say. It's the, the fact that they. It's the fact that Theodore Rex was an original idea that was terrible. Superman was already like they they mucked up soup like. There were some basic things Superman could have done which would have made it less terrible and they, they kind of was almost an anti-Superman film. So it's worse for mm. me. Yeah, but yeah, but in its defence, Superman 3 was already awful. Okay. So it had already gone very wrong and they kind of... It's not entirely their fault that it lost its way. Like, they, Superman was already in the, in the you know, the pits, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. This is okay. still in the era I'm, I'm when, they didn't know when, to, when they didn't know when to knock someone on the head. No, that's true. Yeah. And do a really okay. well. Ca- yeah, well, Cannon thought they'd make a quick buck, and they basically just capsized themselves and went out of business. I think from this. So yeah, yes, well done yeah, them. So. But no, I'm I'm happy for Bill- I'm happy for above Theodore. Theodore is terrible. So cool. Yeah. So Superman Four: The Quest for Peace joins the list at uh, number thirty six, and he'll be back many times more in the future. But I'm, I'm never troubling the top. <laughs> 20 I'd imagine <laughs> not really but we'll see anyway let's have a quick break and return with our second film 
and we're back with our second film, which is also from 1987, but now we're hopping forward to Christmas time and the kids want to feel good, so... <laughs> Hold batteries, on a minute. Batteries not... <laughs> what? The kids want to feel good and they're watching batteries not... In, uh, okay, move on. Let's keep going. <laughs> That's a kid's film, isn't it? Let's just... You keep with the intro and I'll wait okay. in later. <laughs> All right, okay. Okay, so we're going to the kids... Maybe not a kid's film, Batteries Not Included, uh, directed by Matthew Robbins from a screenplay by Brad Bird, who, of course, will later go on to fame with The Simpsons and then direct Wally and things like that, The Incredibles. Um, and, yes, sort of... I think conceived as a kind of spiritual success to Cocoon in the sense that this old dude, what's his name? Hume Cronin had suddenly become weird famous mm. and <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, Spielberg <laughs> thought, yeah, it's just some little robots. So Alex, why, how is this clearly children's well, film, not a children's film? I, okay. I remember this film. I'm sure I saw this film and I remember it. And in my mind, what happens was old people, you know, people get together, they're fighting against the house, their building being repossessed Cute aliens turn up, hilarity, hilarity ensues, and the aliens help them, and, you know, all is right with the world. 20 minutes into this fucking film, <laughs> it's the most depressing you've got, right? You've got like, the, the Latino gang bullying everyone, sexually assaulting people, a pregnant woman, uh, driving people out, victimising and brutalising them. You've got a guy with Alzheimer's, a, a woman with Alzheimer's and her husband trying to desperately deal with it every single day of his life, reliving the death of his only son who she blames him for, for God's sake. And it literally, 20 minutes in, he prays to God, he prays to anyone for something to happen. Now, I don't see how any child would have got through that 20 minutes. They'd well, have I walked did. out of the... I don't... As yeah, a but child, Alex, Alex... But I don't Alex, remember... Right. They want to die, don't yeah. they? Yeah. And one of the baby yeah. robots gets in the burger. Yeah. And then... Walks around. It walks around okay. like, a, like a walking burger. And so then it drops in the soup and then a child would have just. Yeah, I just, I, mean, <laughs> I just think, I just, I guess, tonally, as an, I mean, maybe you need the darkness. Watch- you need the darkness for the comedy to work. I do agree with you, Alex. I do. I mean, I my child memory of this is that it used to upset me in the same way that Short Circuit did, and I think I said last week that there's a bit in this film and I used to cry as a kid every time. That's which, when they get which bit up. was it? When they oh, went okay, into the yeah, acts, you know, in the yeah. basement. And oh stuff. yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, yeah. and so yeah. no, I do agree. Without a doubt, it is very dark for a kids' film at the start. Really dark, and, and it, I mean, and it is. It is weird that, like, it in my head, it had just retained that bit, you know, rather than the the fun yeah. robots bit. Um, but I think it's all the better for being that dark, isn't it? I think that because it's such a stupid. <laughs> this was from the era anyway. where kids were not played down to. This was yeah, totally. This yeah. was when I remember kids' shows on the TV, which were a lot darker and a lot more uh, adult in the way mm. darkness was portrayed. Yeah, and now yeah. it's kind of flipped. It's like it's yeah. I think yeah. Well, this, I mean, this film done now would be just a, a ninety minutes of slapstick comedy, wouldn't it? Yeah, and it's, no, be- true, it's better true. for the fact you have got this like core actual story. In some about ways, an old Pixar kind of still do the sadness and the darkness with like you know they properly do that that side of things. Well, you know, like not as dark as this, I don't think. It's um, yeah. They kind of like just, a bit I mean, thick for me. Pixar do it's mm. a bit sort of like look at this, be emotional. Yeah, I mean, there's not. I mean, like you know, you, 
I just think tonally it's a very odd film, but maybe that's because I am an adult watching it now, and I'm thinking, imagining a child watching it and being like, like, so, what, but but maybe I'm silly because the fact is, when I was a child, like you said, when I was a child, I didn't remember all that stuff. I just remembered the fun bits, and the fact is, the robots are brilliant design. The those bits are great. Like, I just almost came out of it like I, I got to the end thinking, I wish there had been a sequel where there was more robots a little bit and more. I don't know, just a little mm. bit lighter. It was just a bit too heavy going. I remember me, when maybe, I was a kid, but... I used to get truly confused. Where you know how she kept referring to the Latino guy as a son. Yeah, and yeah, fair enough. And sometimes he plays along with it in some scenes. Yeah. I was yeah. really confused well, yeah, when I was a kid, like because I didn't know what was going on. At that, I, I found that part of the story confusing when I was a kid. His character yeah. is. Um... Carlos, isn't it? He's mm. particularly dark. The fact that he's like oh, living God. homeless, mm. trying yeah. to get in this guy's good books. And the end of the film, he only gets to the um, hospital with the, with the flowers, and he saved. He saved the life, hasn't he? Of the well, of the woman. He, he got her yeah. out of the fire, he, didn't he? Yeah, he mm. did get her out of the fire. But no one, no one acknowledges that. No. <laughs> they all storm past him. He's left just looking upset. We're all going to be happy. Like it's sort of. He, yeah, his, 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 his redemptive him. arc doesn't work no. is it you know no <laughs> he's just left with no, no job he's a really odd, he's a, no he's a really odd character weirdly it shares a lot of the same themes as robocop i found <laughs> in that there's an evil corporation that wants to bulldoze down an old rundown part of town to build a giant skyscraper and they're using gangsters to do it weirdly yeah. it is quite a lot there's quite a lot of the same themes so obviously well, i mean all, you know, all three films even in superman it it does dabble slightly with the idea of big business taking over like institutions like the fifth estate, like being in charge of uh, journalism with the guy yeah. taking over and that sort of stuff. And I mean, that is, yeah. that's the late eighties, you know, the end of the age of excess and the, like in the next film, the fact the bad guys sort of the cocaine, it's like diehard, isn't it? That whole thing of yeah. people are not uh, at the end of that era of yeah excess or whatever. And everyone's big spending and mm. stuff. And it's starting to get a bit dark now, isn't it? And you know, things people are starting to realize everything's not quite as good as it, should be in a way yeah um, and that's why and i think really that's what makes this period of film for me like my a lot of my favorite films are from this time without a doubt like die hard is absolutely fantastic for the same reasons robocop yeah. is this less so we're not doing robocop yet anyway i'm rambling but basically yes no i agree with you and it's good and i like that social you liked how social crazy stuff. weird it is yeah. yeah yeah i mean it's interesting i'm not i mean the performances are really good it's an interesting film it's got a heck of a lot going on in it um and I think it kind of um, it's quite brave because that whole thing in it when he says about the mir- like the line about a miracle like oh you as soon as you start questioning a miracle then it isn't a miracle anymore it's almost like the film itself is saying look don't think about this too much yeah, yeah, just yeah. like get on with it don't yeah. try that because at the end when I was writing my notes I was like right what's the message here this is pretty fucked up everyone abandoned them God the country the so society everything. And then aliens sort it out, but then aliens fuck off. So what's the message? And I was like, no, hold on. I'm wrong. There isn't a message. You know, it's just what it is. So, you know, whoever came up with that bit of the film, well done. I don't know who it was out of the... Because it's five, written by four or five people, wasn't it? So, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's no, a message but, oh, because they, they're, they're, they're the good guys, aren't they? They're, and they're little and they come together and they help out, even though they're little. And you find out that it doesn't matter about that, and we're dealing with a big corporation. That's the message. Yeah, when everyone works together. 
But there's mm. an irony in that they do manage, in the end, that final shot, they are still living in that lovely old building, mm. but they are now in a completely gentrified area of town <laughs> where no gangs, no one could afford to live there anymore because it's fucking lovely there. So they've actually managed to have their cake and eat it because they're actually still living in the past, yet they're living in a completely sanitised <laughs> yeah. future. So yeah. I'm not trying to overanalyze it, but it's actually quite a kind of sarcastic ending, really. Yeah. And if they sell that place, it's worth fucking billions, isn't it? Because now it's in the well, nicest part also, of town. You know that his burger place is charging like forty dollars a burger there because that's yeah, like a retro yuppies. burger place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. yeah. The, uh, suits coming in <laughs> yeah. from the two buildings, which yeah, are totally. wedged yeah. right sell, to either side. Yeah, paintings in the back by Mason, and yeah. yeah, burgers in the front, retro burgers in the front. Yeah, um, yeah. My favorite bit of this film was when uh, Hume Cronin and the young guy, I can't remember his name now, Mason. Yeah. And they go out on the town and Hume's got his like big jacket on and his funny hat <laughs> acting all casual walking down the road and it's a bit sort of don't really yeah. buy that bit but I absolutely loved it like that sort of just 80s like this is what people look like going down the street this guy would be doing this right they now they probably did in New York in the 80s I don't think that guy in that diner is going out on the town <laughs> with his like cool art friend New Yorkers and... are different <laughs> they really are yeah, yeah. Do you mean is it the bit what the bit when they're going searching for the little baby robots? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's very odd. It's odd that bit anyway. I like, the, whole yeah. I like the big. Uh, <laughs> the guy doesn't speak. The, the yeah, he's guy. good. Yes, yeah, yeah, he's good. Yeah, yes, yeah, and also, I mean, I agree with you. A modern film would have completely overdone that with his him quoting the TV. That would have just been used. Although, don't you think that's so kind of sickeningly? I think that's funny that like those TV references. I can't remember them now, but they're almost lost to time, aren't they? And I bet like yeah. people watching that now wouldn't even realise he was quoting TV, would they? Some of the things he no. says. It's such a, <laughs> a product of what yeah. it was. You know, I yeah. bet like my niece wouldn't have a clue what what he's. No. He's just think he's insane. You know, <laughs> so and, was... and also. The fact that he says battery's not included to a stillborn robot baby yes. is pretty fucking dark, to be honest. Like, thank God he brings it... I remembered he brings it back to life. I was like, whoa, this is really... Like, if all you're going to do is bury this baby, this is a very bad bit of this film. Yeah, like, yeah, it's... It's odd. It's an odd film. But, yeah, like you say, I'm sure... Chris is right. I watched it differently when I was a child, and I'm sure I enjoyed it. And they're brilliant. the design of those robots is great. I really... It is really great. Yeah. Do you know anything more about those robots, Chris? You got any interesting facts about robots? Are they quite like? No, I mean, I kind of see that. I don't know if the same people are involved, but I see them as like the same lineage as the uh, Close Encounters. Big, yeah, big yeah. one. Very similar. Aren't um, they? Yeah. Do you think they're trying to say? Because you know, when he looks at them with the microscope, you see the tiny lights yeah. inside. Yeah, uh, yeah. Do you think they're implying that there are beings yes. inside yeah, yeah, the city? Like, yeah, right. Okay. You see, like, um, yeah. Like, that's like, what I thought. Um, it's like traffic going across. Yeah. yeah okay. Like that's that's how I read it too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's probably the most realistic alien we're going to see because the likelihood is it's we're going to be they're going to be uh, like that artificial. Weird, yeah. Mm. It was, they, that was like, a great um, shot as well. That 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 shot of the city inside that held mm-hmm. really well, didn't it? it? Looked really good. I thought yeah. that. Um, and they are very alien, which is like we said that it the idea of like Star Trek aliens where they're basically blue women like it, it was a they're an a they're a very alien but even a biological alien is different. probably less less probable than that mm. they yeah. do they do ruin the alien shot of it though with the the pratfall around with the babies and stuff though that's not very alien behavior is it being a burger it's cute though well i don't yeah, know they've cute, given yeah, it but... they've given it they've given it a sort of a bird uh yeah. behavior which is yeah. interesting yeah 
Um, yeah, and I like all their crazy add-ons, like the little helicopter bit, and then when she's got yeah. like the the mum's got it's the great. buzzsaw to cut the step, and yeah, yes. yeah, it's kind of an, it's it's got kind of a green message as well, like recycling message without really knowing it's got that message. Again, like oh Superman yeah, there, there is an environmental message. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. better done um, than Superman Four. <laughs> lot better than. Um, yeah, it's great. I love it. It's got a very Fantastic. similar feeling to me as ET. It's, it's better mm. than ET for for me. Um, I really don't like ET, but I I quite. Enjoy I'd need it. to see ET again. It's um, not as like cloyingly pathetic as ET. <laughs> ET's got a real vibe of like, oh, it's just I, oh, I hate ET. The kids in ET are terrible. This wasn't yeah, as there, there were no unbearable children. In this that's probably yeah, why, was, yeah. <laughs> that's probably why I liked did, it. Yeah, <laughs> to come back to that you, theme yet again. Did you cry? Did you feel sad again? Or were you all right? No, I didn't. Um, no, I'm dead inside these days. But uh, <laughs> I at least I, I, I did actually did I did feel a bit on edge though. As I knew I remember I, I sat with Lucy watching it and I was like, "This is the bit. This is the bit coming up where it used to happen." Because I, I was, I obviously I think I must have gone out the room or something when he when he goes towards the house with the axe because <laughs> oh, I'm man, going for a beer. It used to tear me up. Oh god! But you're right. There's all the stuff with the old lady. It's like they're proper. Proper theme, proper sad things there. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. I mean, it's a real, oh, like, it's really um, horrible. Like, but like a real good, nuanced um, portrayal of that as well, isn't yeah, it? Like, yeah. It's not like um, she's not a comedy relief or anything. No, no, no. She, I mean, the, the, also, the good thing about that film is that she is funny, but funny in herself, not because of her illness, is she? Which is yeah. really a really hard no. balance to, to get, I think, yeah. in a film, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and she has it is it is a journey because in the end she lets go of the sun and they can move forward in that sense. Like there is an arc to it. Everyone yeah. has a nice arc, you know. The guy that like the boxer guy starts talking, so he's obviously connected with people. They are a couple, Mason and yeah. Marissa are a couple. Like it, it, this stuff does happen. Yeah. At least everyone moves it's, forwards in it. There's just reminded me of another bit, which one of my favourite things. Robocop's got a bit of this as well. When you know when the pregnant ladies. Um, husband comes back or partner comes back and he's like part of a mariachi band and they're all playing the mariachi in the cars it pulls up and then and all he hears all night is them doing that like i love that kind yeah. of you know just absurdist little bit there yeah <laughs> just, yeah you never yeah. see and him, and he just you? gets really drunk doesn't he yeah, and he's like yeah. and then he, cause even that even that scene where they're learning how to fly or whatever yeah then mason walks in drunk it's like all oh, birds leave the nest once they learn how to fly and he just like runs it. so even that has got this kind of quite like nasty like aftertaste to yeah. it like it's yeah it's a yeah it works really well on a, on lots of levels it's yeah definitely yes good i fucking Fantastic. love diners as well yeah, you said that before. Mm. Yeah, mm. although they call it a cafe, but you know, you're oh, right. It's a diner. It's a diner, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd say best sci-fi diner so far. Indeed. Have we had any others? Will um, we have any others? We've got at least one in uh, episode two. Oh yeah, yeah. Dex's <laughs> diner. Dex's diner. Mm. Um, um, I think there's one in a Superman film as well, isn't there? There is. Doesn't he, when he loses his diners, powers in one of them, he goes to a diner and gets he gets. I think you might be right. Yeah, he gets beaten up. And mm. Thor's definitely a diner at some point. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's got a diner in it. Yeah. Anyway, let's, we're not doing the diner rating system, not yet. Anyway, that's a. <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> that's your spin-off you can do. Yeah. Right, let's I'll rate X it. and he side up. <laughs> I'm going to go in for this one at. Um. I'm going to say number 19, 
above Rise of Planet Apes, below Paprika. Anyone got an advance on that? Chris? I would put it at number eight. No, number seven. Eight? Seven. Yeah. Seven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, so, above Guardians of the Galaxy, below It's a Capone. really good quality movie. I would... This is like one of them ones where if you had kids, I'd make sure they'd see this. Oh, I have a kid and I'm not ever making him watch this. Unless I'm wrong about how I watched each it. Their but own, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. I think you need the darkness because that's yeah. all part of it. But, it, no, but it is, maybe you're right. It's just a little sci-fi story in a day, isn't it? It's nothing particularly groundbreaking. All or, sci-fi stories are little sci-fi stories, but this no, is... No, they're not. Well, I, I, Alex, what do you think? I reject your thing that this doesn't have big themes. It, Alex, where, where are you going to put it? I would say lower. I'm more where you say. I think I think around where you say is about right. You know, like around Paprika. Yeah, planet. I think it's better than Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'd say well, I think I'm more where you are with it. I think it's good. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's mind-blowing. Actually, like, I, just, I know, forgot Pacific Rim was higher than... <laughs> it's better than Pacific Rim. Yeah. Is it better than Lost World? No, it's, it's not, not better than Lost better. World. Come okay. on, Chris, it's not better than Lost World, is it? You know, this is difficult, this whole thing. <laughs> it's I, not better than Lost World. I, We've got all the dinosaur uh, If dinosaur I was given claws. the choice of the two, I'd <laughs> yeah. watch Lost World. Yeah. Because so under Lost World, then? Dinos trump everything for me. <laughs> but, um, I think a more important film would probably be this one, but yeah. Do you think? But no, that's that's my argument against it. Though I don't think it's important. Mm. I think it, I think it's very good, and I think mm. it is good or what it does. But I don't think it is important. No, okay. I don't think it's that important. You know what I mean? Yeah. In a way that, like, well, I don't think. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, maybe like maybe the next film maybe is more that sort of way. Hell mm. yeah! Anyway, so that's uh, so that's okay, number then. sixteen. So we can agree show. on that. Yeah. Okay. Battery's not included. Okay, which leaves us with one more film to discuss. We saved the biggie for last, and that is Robocop. Join us in a minute. First Hollywood um, classic, maybe we haven't decided yet, have we? <laughs> uh, Robocop, written by Edward Newmeyer and Michael Miner, um, a film that we'd all seen without a doubt. Yes, yeah. I I'd not seen it in quite a while, um, and was pleasantly surprised, to be honest. Like I still, I really enjoyed it. Um, the bit when I was a kid. I struggled with the violence because it's quite violent. And it used to, <laughs> the bit when the uh, toxic waste kills the guy at the end oh, yeah, disturbed me a little. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think it's, I think I always liked it. And on this viewing, it seemed more sort of relevant to where we are now as a society. Like the, the satire of it seemed very uh, on point and kind of ahead of itself in a way. Um, the idea yeah. of a, a corporation taking over Detroit and sort of privatising the police force. Um. And yeah, the whole thing from start to finish was captivating, and I think 
Robocop is ruined by the fact that there's no competent sequels, and there's a lot of sequels, and there's a TV series, and there's a comic, a cartoon, and they're all awful. And it was mm. nice to go back to the original one, and the only thing that I was missing was the guy getting electrocuted on the car, which is mm. Robocop 2, I think, isn't it? But mm. I always remember that being this one. But um, but no, start to finish, absolutely loved it. Um, Chris, what was your... You've seen it before, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I... I like it for all them reasons that you said, and I found the mo- the most troubling bit for me when I was a kid was the um, uh, the Ed two oh nine kill at the beginning. Oh yeah, oh, well, yeah, it's when, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. just because it was so that. like um, extreme. Yeah, it wasn't even the violence of it; it was like how it went wrong. Yes, it was like, and how little they give a shit that it's gone wrong <laughs> as well. Yeah, because it's so. I don't know what if you remember how shit computers were at that time. Yeah. It's like that often happened when you tried to print something out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um you know, it would ask you to put the gun down and you put the gun down and then it goes put the gun down. Yeah. And you're like fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and that it's just that the way that is shown is really hits an owl on the head. Um yeah. So that 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 stuck with me that scene. Yeah, um, Alex. What was the scene that scared you as a child, or were you just too um, too hard? I for remember. It? No, I remember the. I remembered that melting flesh bit quite vividly. I always remembered that. I remember him being blown apart, like when he'd blow his hand off and then just riddle him with bullets. Weirdly, the biggest association I had with my childhood was you know the rape scene where he shoots through the legs that bit and yeah. the facial recognition bit. It reminded me so much of my ZX Spectrum Robocop game that I had, where they were bits in the game where you had the guy was like running back and forth and you had to target just over his shoulder and yeah. shoot the guy's shoulder, and also you had to facial recognition bit. And I just had these crazy like flashbacks to playing that Spectrum game, which I loved. Um, which there's a YouTube video of. And the music is amazing for it. Um, yeah, but no, I just this film is just I think it's pretty much perfect. Like I think you know. Everything that we talked about with Starship Troopers, he does kind of so many of those things in this, all the fake yeah. news and the fake adverts and the satire, um, but just the high action, you know, and you can view it just as a, a really cool film about a robot policeman that just kicks ass, or you can just see there's so many layers of, like, it's just so much in it, like, and I think I think the Peter Weller's really good performance. I think it's, uh, I think he's... It's really mm. tragic, you know. No, I think it's really tragic. The bit when he's, you know, that bit, that, that, I mean, that, that line at the end where she's like, oh, I'm pretty shot up. And he's like, they'll fix you. They fix everything. Like that line, I just think that's such a great line. Like, I think the, the line is good, so... good, good. I don't, I don't think Paul Weller's perform, performance is good at all. I don't. Oh. I, I think he's the weak link. No. <laughs> I no. kind of see why I think it kind of aids. It kind of aids the uh, character of Robocop because I haven't seen him in anything else. And I, do you know what I mean? It's like that face was only ever linked it with that Robocop. thing for me. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So he was in, in Naked ways, Lunch. In some ways, that makes that character bit it more real. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because it, yeah. Well, they were talking about having uh, Schwarzenegger or Rutger Hauer, but both were too physically big for the suit. Yeah, so they had um, to go with someone smaller, and that's because the suit was so big. They had to go with someone a lot lighter. And Rooker House because the the plot came from them reversing Blade Runner, basically, didn't it? So yeah, Blade Runner man yeah. chases robot. This was robot chases man, and obviously yeah, Rooker that... Howard is the robot in that. Um, yeah, 
which I mean that alone tells you that obviously they're not the doing the people who wrote this film that they're mm. <laughs> referencing Blade Runner. Um, but I mean the thing that makes it a classic is the Verhoeven bit for me. It's the satire, the the TV mm. stuff that I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> yeah, the, the the cuts in the way that they lived it, the very similar style of just cutting randomly to TV and mm, the bits yeah. of that kind of stuff and that. Um, Everything, all the car commercials, the the, mm, yeah. the uh, absurd um, hostage situation where he's explaining oh, yeah. the, uh, the features <laughs> of the car to him. Yeah, you know, yeah. which of that course then comes back later in the the thing. That sequence as well. I mean, I think that sequence where after he's dead, where you see constantly him him booting up, and you see like them the process yeah. of them building him, and they're like, "Oh, we saved the arm." He's like, "What? No, yeah, no, yeah, cut his yeah. arm off." Like, I think that. Not only is it a brilliant piece of direction, it's a brilliant yeah. piece of cinema. And also what it does is it gets you in the head of that character, which is quite a hard character to be in the head of. You know, like to understand mm. that character is quite difficult. But you are like he, he it's so short, it's so simple, but it works so well. And like just the way it jumps yeah. in time and when you know it's New Year's Eve and and you know, when he when you finally see him walking, you see that flash room on the camera. And then you get the reveal as he walks into the police station. It's just like, it's just like, it's brilliant direction. Like, I think it's, you know. Yeah, they handle it really well, yeah, the reveal. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Like, and just, yeah. I mean, like, this Starship Troopers, and you think as well, like, Total Recall. You know, Total Recall's not maybe as good. Do you think this is better than Starship Troopers? Yes, definitely, for me. A hundred, yeah. Hell yeah. Do you, Chris? I don't know. Why not? What's what's better about Starship Troopers than... I don't know. I just think I think the subject matters better in Starship Troopers for me, but right. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I mean, they're very they they do similar things, don't they? But they're both very good. Similar yeah. themes. I yeah. think the way I think Robocop wins for me because because um, it's a more focused film, and it seems to. I think Starship Troopers is more uneven to me. I still like it, but there's, mm. it's not quite as consistently good. Whereas this, you're sort of enthralled from start to finish. It's not. It's not that long, guys. It's quite um, no, it's an hour punchy. forty. It moves yeah. quite quite well, and um, and I mean it, the main thing for me, like Miguel Ferrer, his character, um, he's just absolutely superb in it. Like looks like reveling as the as the villain, and yeah, so quotable. You know, you're a bad motherfucker and all that, and everything, and and just <laughs> his whole performance is so eighties coke fiend evil businessman, yeah. isn't it? You know, he's yeah. the Michael Douglas in Wall Street, that kind of type character. Yeah, um, but just he it just, manages he throws himself into it so well. Mm. It manages like I think it's quite like like Scarface moves from like quote line to like classic scene to quote line to classic scene. Like I think yeah. this moves like there are very few bits in it I wasn't like oh my god yeah I remember this oh my god oh yeah that bit oh, like it, it moves along and each lot of the scenes are pretty much like you they stand on their own as being like like little standout little vignettes like really great and just some really good set pieces like. That giant cannon gun and I just yeah, just there's so many good and it's very 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 influential. Like it, although it obviously oh, yeah. references things and it took from things, it then became completely something that everyone borrowed from. Even up to like I would say, Ghost in the Shell kind of has element. The, the yeah, um, totally. Scarlett yeah. Johansson, Ghost yeah, in the no. Shell has elements of, of Robocop <laughs> in it. Um, you know that they've you know even so even till now they're still kind of getting there with that. You're still trying to take. Have from you seen it, the uh, remake? The yes. What do you think? I didn't despise it. I, no, there's me neither. A bit... I thought I was going to hate it more. Yeah, I had a it's the very very end. There was a thing I wanted to happen that didn't happen that I thought would have made it a better film. 
but I don't know if we can talk about it mm. if it's like massive spoilers. Mm. But it's funny though, like even though it's so many years after, and they redesigned him as the rope, you know, the the look of the robot. Mm. I still prefer that old design. Yeah. Like, oh, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's yeah, funny it's... how that's iconic in design now. That that original RoboCop. Yeah. Like, yeah. You could show. I think. I think that, that as well is. Um, that's a product of our age, isn't it? Like. Yeah. I'll always take boxy eighties metal over anything else. Really, <laughs> you know. Yeah. That look of that sort of chunky stuff is because that's you know. But in some ways, yeah. a lot of millennials would as well because that it's yeah, yeah it's still a, a, that design is really good. Yeah. Like, mm. But it was um, it's Rob um, Rob Bottin, the guy that did the stuff from the thing. He did all yeah. the effects from the, in the thing, and yes. it, it, I read that basically his original design. He put it out there, and then they argued and argued and argued, and Verhoeven was like, "No, I don't want it like that." And no, 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 no. And they argued for ages, and in the end, they returned back to his original design, and everyone was like, "Oh, yeah, actually, that was the best." So it's pretty much how he envisioned it yeah. uh, in the first place. Um, mm. So yeah, the guy knows. What and it could have so easily looked like a guy in a suit, but it doesn't. Yeah. It's very well made. Especially um, when he takes his hat off. and Yeah. They do that really well, don't they? The, 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 the grafted-on face to the yeah. back. It looks really good. But when good they show, the you know, when they say they're going to put an arm on him and they yeah. wheel in, like, the uh, animatronic oh, arm, yeah. Yes. that's yeah. a really good piece of a puppetry arm, whatever you call it, animatronic arm. Yeah, yeah. That's a... Because that, that looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. they couldn't it do, they couldn't in, do in better than that now. Well, they do a CG <laughs> now, but it's 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 good. Yeah. Mm. And also, they, I think it's good how... Well, I know they borrowed from Judge Dredd, but the fact that he pretty much wears the mask the majority of the time. It's mm. not like, as soon as he can possibly do it, he takes the mask off so you can see it's a famous person, insert famous person name here. Mm. You know, yeah, I think yeah. that's why... You know, maybe Peter Willow was a better casting because he wasn't known. If it had been a star who was a better actor, maybe, yeah. you'd like, have had so to have seen Sloan. their face. Yeah. Carrying his yeah. hat around and judge it, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Um, yeah. Did you see that? They've got like robo things in Dubai, I think it is, and one committed suicide like two weeks ago. He just like no. just drove into no. a lake. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like these, it's like a robot, like it's supposed to be security stroke information. They're like, they're like man hype and they roll around. Yeah. And I think it's Dubai or somewhere, but basically there's just an image of one and it's just literally, it saw a <laughs> pond and just drove into it. Oh my God. That's like a Robocop 2 when they, yeah. like, they're trying to recreate and there's that one that just pulls its own head off and just starts screaming. That's, that's the bit I remember from that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's really good. They, they all die in two, don't they? Isn't that the thing? In the beginning, all... yeah. They're just trying to recreate the experiment, aren't they? And it that's just it. keeps yeah, going horribly themselves. wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And in three flies and that's why it's terrible. Yes. Yes. Um, there's, there's one bad CG... Well, it's no, in effect scene in this. Just, you know when um, uh, they, he fires the, the... I can't remember the bad guy's name out the window at the end. Mm. And he's like got these really weird long arms. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shot as he falls towards yeah, the ground. Yeah, yeah it's all flapping. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember that bit. Yeah, that was the only bit where was, you, it looks a bit wonky, yeah. No, yeah, slightly but, unfortunate, that bit. But that's the, not the bad. The animation of Ed 209 is a bit dodge as well. Yeah, that's dated, yeah. yeah. Mm. But all you'd need to do is kind of, um, you know, George Lucas it up a bit, go back, just some clean up, some CGI there. And well, look... there is there's a there is a 4K remaster, isn't there? Which oh. um, I haven't seen, but I'm tempted to get now. Yeah, that. hell yeah, I'd buy that for um, a dollar. I think that's the, also the X-rated version that didn't get released as well. I think, which oh. um, mm. God knows what happens in that because it's already pretty <laughs> graphic already, isn't it? To be honest. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay, so all all positive on Robocop, I think. Yes. Um, Alex, you've not started yet. Where do you want Robocop to go? Number two. Chris? I'd take two to not Ghost in the Shell down, but, um, but I normally would have said four. I would have put it just underneath Starship Troopers. Yeah. I just, I, I agree. I think Starship Troopers is great, Chris, but... A lot of things Starship Troopers does comes from Robocop. He he got those like he got those yeah, that that media that, stuff not, that creating that world. That's you know. neither one way or the other. Oh, I just think yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I think it's done better in Robocop though. That's I, I think it's a stronger, more coherent vision in Robocop personally. Mm. But I don't think it's better than Ghost in the Shell. It's on Chris. I, I just then. don't. Yeah, it is better than Ghost in the Shell. Put right, it there go, number two. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good the top of the list is troubled for the first time in quite a while yeah um, well Verhoeven's did pretty well god he's two and four that's pretty impressive it's not dissimilar to Ghost in the Shell actually is it similar themes yep, yep. definitely yeah. uh, similar stuff going on I think that'll be the end of uh, Verhoeven's run at the top of the charts won't it though mm, yeah, we'll, yeah I'm sure we'll go to Total Recall at some point but Get I your don't know to... Yeah, but yeah. Total Recall is not a classic. It's a good, it's an alright film, but it's not yeah. a top yeah. ten. Yeah, the not. bottom of the list. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Hollow Man was bloody awful. So, oh god, yeah, that's <coughs> terrible. Yeah, no, that is terrible. Okay, good. So that is three more films added in. We've now got forty-two films in the list. We're fast approaching the fiftieth film. Um, let's just recap so we had our lowest new entry was Superman 4 at number 38 at number 17 Batch Not Included at number 2 Robocop if no not trying to get in touch first of all next week what's happening next week well next week is all about imposters what kind of imposters maybe there are some imposters amongst us <laughs> Maybe you've been found out. Ha ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> that was definitely Chris. <laughs> Next week, science fiction imposters. Have a think about examples of that. Films where all is not what it seems. We'll be back next week to preview those films and watch the trailers. But for now, get on Facebook and like us. Get on Twitter, SF Rating System, follow us. Yeah, Chris, like us on Facebook. Yeah, Chris. <laughs> Get to the website where you can comment. Instagram. Instagram where you can see pictures occasionally. We're all over the place. Have you linked up the Instagram with the Facebook? So what have you put on? Nope. Instagram goes on Facebook. No. You need to do that. Do you know what can I mean? Can you do it? You can do it. No. I don't can know you I do it? it? I don't, oh. No, you can. You add me okay. on both. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll try and do he that. He doesn't even like us. He's not going to do that. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. Okay. For now, that's it, I think. Uh, so for the science fiction rating system, I've been Sam Draper. Oh, it's normally See Chris Second. Oh, I've sorry. been Alex Humphrey. Oh, uh, I've yeah. been Chris Redding. <laughs> and they're definitely both imposters because yes. neither of them knew the end of the show. <laughs> Good night. Bye. <laughs>